Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. We've been in the last days for a while now, and things only keep spiraling. Today, Pastor J.D. reminds us how things have been planned and organized for quite some time now, and we, as Christians, need to be on the lookout. So many false and demonic doctrines try to worm their way into our lives, and you must be mindful. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you could become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 29th, 2023. There is climate change because these conspirators have changed the climate. They've geoengineered and manipulated the weather. And they've had the technology for decades to do it, and they are doing it. They're deliberately changing the climate. So there is climate change. But here again, they're creating the climate crisis. There is climate change because you're changing the climate. So under the banner of climate change, we have all of these now new upcoming regulations and restrictions. And First Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, I would like for us to revisit this prophecy through this lens. Now, Paul writing to Timothy says, The Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy as they fly in their $50 million private jets, burning 500 jillion gallons of jet fuel to their environmentally friendly conference in Davos, Switzerland. Having their conscience seared with a hot iron. And I want you to pay particular attention to verse 3. Forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats. Oh, whoa. Well, God knows everything. Which God, and this is key, hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Did you catch that? Everything is against the creation of God. This is against God, Psalm 2. Everything that God's created the heavens, the earth, and the sea, and all that in them is, land, air, and sea, and Satan, who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, wants to destroy all that God has created. 
God created meat. And aren't you glad, by the way? I'm going to barbecue this afternoon just because of this. <laughs> Enter this World Economic Forum Davos 2023 open forum titled Mobilizing for Climate. AG Chairman Jim Hageman said, and I quote, my daughter inspired me and said, how can you advocate for these serial carbon value chains if you still eat meat? So I stopped eating meat. Now the math would say, well, you need to stop eating meat. It's 11 years to compensate for a flight to Thailand. Yes, but if a billion people stop eating meat, I tell you, it has a big impact. Not only does it have a big impact on the current food system, but it will also inspire innovation of food systems. I want you to uh, keep that word in mind too. I predict that we will have proteins not coming from meat in the future. They will probably taste even better. So why are we trying to mimic meat if we can have a better taste? They will be zero carbon and much healthier than the kind of food that we eat today. That is the mission that we need to get on. I find that comment, that is the mission that we need to get on, most interesting. Because it sums up the seducing spirits and doctrines of demons in the last days. It is seductive. The whole environmental movement, going green, it's a, it's a seducing spirit. Don't be seduced by that spirit. It's a demonic doctrine, and it's like a religion, isn't it? The climate change doctrine, the climate change religion, it's a religion. They've been seduced by the spirits to these doctrines of demons, exactly as Paul has said. Okay, this mission that we need to get on, not we, they, apparently they need to get on, it's to collectively come together globally to implement this aforementioned cyber system and technology infrastructure to save the planet. Um, let's see. By the way, spoiler alert for Second uh, Timothy chapter three. I don't think that that's going to work, because my Bible says, not just in Second Peter, but uh, it's all going to burn. And not from quote-unquote global warming either. <laughs> it's going to be destroyed by fire. And oh, we're getting a new one, the new heavens and the new earth. So why are you trying to patch this one up? Why are you trying to fix this one if we're going to get a new one. Oh, I know why, because you've been seduced, and you've believed, and you've been deceived by these demonic doctrines. Well, this technology infrastructure is, again, exactly what's prophesied in the book of Revelation. This cyber system will be under the control of the Antichrist in the seven-year tribulation, which commences subsequent to the rapture. Now, 
that is an indicator to us of just how close we are, not on their doomsday clock, but on God's prophetic clock. This brings me to what is arguably the most significant indicator of just how close we are to midnight, as it were, on God's prophetic clock. Kindly allow me to preface what I'm about to share with you by saying that the COVID-19 vaccine, so-called, is the nexus that connects everything and ultimately pulls the final lever in the end. This is probably as good of a time as any to once again say, I hope you don't tire of me saying this, but the vaccine, so-called, was not made for COVID. COVID was made for the vaccine. Did you understand that? They created COVID so they could have the final solution. That's quoting Bill Gates, by the way, in 2020. The crisis in a textbook Hegelian dialectic, the created crisis, this COVID-19 virus, the controlled reaction, and then the final solution, which is, (laughs) I mean, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, that's just the truth. That's the truth. This was created for that purpose, so that people would, now understand, I'm about to quote from this forum one Tony Blair, the former UK Prime Minister. And this is a preface of sorts, because they all but admit that this was the purpose of this created crisis. It was so that they could then introduce this digital infrastructure slash system. Well, this was at the 100 days to outrace the next pandemic. Oh, we got another one. We scheduled another one. Wow. Well, this is Tony Blair. And he said, and I quote, You're going to have to look after that population first. And I also think this issue to do with the technology and the digital infrastructure, I just want to emphasize how important I think that is, because in the end you need the data. You need to know who's been vaccinated and who hasn't been. Some of the vaccines that will come on down the line will be multiple. There there'll be multiple shots. So you got to have for reasons to do with health care and more generally, but certainly for a pandemic or for vaccines, you've got to have a proper digital infrastructure. And many countries don't have that. In fact, most countries don't have that. So again, you've got to say, okay, who are the people that can make this happen? How do you get the right partnerships, collaboration in place? So My view is, this is what I'm arguing that should happen in the G20, particularly I think, which is the broader forum, is you've got to work out what it is that you want to achieve in order to make sure that any future pandemic is properly handled. 
And what are the partnerships that you're going to create in order to ensure that the answers you get are the right answers? Then you're going to have to have the mechanisms of implementation, and those mechanisms will be partly through the formal institutions that you have, like the World Trade Organization. That's financial. That's Revelation 13 the World Trade Organization, but they'll also be through organizations like yours, the World Economic Forum, Economic Forum. That's financial. That's Revelation 13. So we've got to have this this infrastructure that we've got to create, and there has to be a collaboration globally, collectively, so we can implement the mechanisms, this system, So the World Economic Forum, which has many advantages, because listen to the reason why they don't get landed with the same bureaucracy and frankly small politics around them. So I think that's what we need to do. But if you want the politicians to focus on a plan, they admit it, You, you, you guys are planning this. This this is your plan. Yeah, you planned it all along. He says, quote, I promise you it's got to be because they think in the next few years, not in the broad future, it's going to matter to them to have that plan. So Blair was then asked by the moderator the following. Let me just inject a comment of my own. Inject, really? No, that's what they said, these people. You raise the importance of the digital infrastructure, and we saw in countries that had good digital infrastructure, Israel, for example, was with its ability to assess the efficacy and effectiveness of the Pfizer and other vaccines, the UK where the national health system allowed very rapid evaluations of the efficacy of different kinds of approaches. They made disproportionate contributions to our understanding of COVID and to the delivery of improved clinical care when we were learning really rapidly. Blair responded by saying, quote, right. One other thing, by the way, is genomic sequencing. I think We had established the right network of that. And how do we make sure that if you are discovering things in a country, because they're doing a lot of genomic sequencing? Speaking specifically about Israel, and one Benjamin Netanyahu, now prime minister again, we talked about that a couple weeks ago, they provided a database of the DNA of Israelis to Pfizer, a DNA database. It should be noted that Pfizer's CEO Albert Borla was also present on this panel, and prior to Blair reinforced this call for a digital system of vaccination verification. Uh, Let me just share a couple of quotes in which he 
all but says that there must be an enforcement of mandates and forced vaccinations given current politicizing and public skepticism. Here's the quote. The ability to use vaccines or not became severely politicized and became a political statement. If you are wearing a mask or not became a political statement. If you believe we will have a vaccine or not, and after we have the vaccine, it became a political statement if you believe it works or not. And then we went to more extremes. If you believe that COVID existed or not, and then he says this, all of these were constantly in our way. Translated, get him out of our way. Get him out of our way. And that's where I'm going with this. When someone like Borla says something like that, what he's really saying is, we're going to bypass everything and do it our way. And they can, by the way. I don't watch TV anymore. I've been, I've been delivered. <laughs> it's been uh, going on eight months now. It's been such a freeing, uh, and it's been so life-changing in my own life. But when I did, and even uh, when I stopped, I would see these videos where they would put together these different clips of major television broadcasts. It's brought to you by Pfizer. Sponsored by Pfizer. In other words, Pfizer owns that. So you can't do anything, because if they pull their funding, you're done. That's your paycheck. You're working for Pfizer, and you better toe the line. So if you come out and say anything against Pfizer, then you're bankrupt. They own the advertising, and they have all this money. Of course they have all this money, because in 1986, Ronald Reagan, sadly, signed what is known as the Act, when all of the big pharma companies came to the president, and said, we're going bankrupt because of vaccine injuries, and we're getting sued for damages because of the vaccine injuries. And if we keep getting sued and keep paying out billions and tens of billions of dollars, we will not be able to continue to make vaccines. I would have said, good. But they didn't. So they signed the act, which basically meant this, that no pharmaceutical company could ever be held liable for any vaccine damage or injury ever. Well, what about when somebody's vaccine injured and wants to get uh, damages? Guess who pays it? We do. Government tax dollars. So have a nice afternoon. That'll, that'll help with your barbecue. Um, so what they're saying is, we just need this out of the way, because we've had to deal with this being in our way. We just want to have a, a blank check, free reign, to do what we're going to do. What are you going to do? What is what you're going to do look like? Well, what 
you're going to do. And what that looks like is a global digital infrastructure where one can only function predicated upon carbon credit scores and social credit scores. Okay, pastor, you're killing me here. I've got whiplash. You've got me over. I, I'm still trying to process cyber attacks, the cyber storm. Um, I, I'm also now trying to process the seducing spirit of climate change and the hypocrisy of it all and the, the demonic <laughs> doctrine of it all. And then you've got me over here back to the vaccine again. And how does this testify of Jesus? How is this the spirit of prophecy? I'm so glad you asked. I have no idea, but uh, no, I, I do. I do. Just trying to lighten it up a little bit. The way it all comes together is this. You've got climate change, carbon credit scores. You've got digital currency or vaccination verification systems and digital or technological infrastructures that's now all centralized, and your ability to buy or sell will be predicated upon those scores, your carbon footprint, your compliance socially, your social credit score. And everything will come down to, and this is what I mean by the nexus, everything will come down to whether or not, as Tony Blair says, you've been vaccinated or not. And no more, by the way, uh, forging those cards. You know who you are. <laughs> That's another reason, by the way, it's all going to be digital using blockchain technology, which is already in place. We've talked about that at length, in depth. So to answer your question of how is this a testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy, it's because if all of this by their own admission is this close, I mean we're talking 2025, if all of this that they're planning, pre-planned, is that close? How much closer is the rapture? That's a testimony of Jesus. That's the spirit of prophecy. Because this was prophesied. In that spirit of prophecy, a testimony of Jesus. This points me to Jesus. Because I'm looking at this thing going, <laughs> just that's all I got. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, ho, ho. Okay, that's more local. Ho, ho. <laughs> they're telling me that they're really close. They just moved the doomsday clock closer than they <laughs> have ever moved it to midnight. So we must be close. Well, I'm told that Jesus is coming, so that must be closer. And it points me to Jesus. It's a testimony of Jesus. It testifies of Jesus. It's a prophecy of Jesus, because all prophecy is about Jesus. That's the best answer I got, so I hope that is uh, satisfactory. We're so glad you joined us for this prophecy update on In Spirit and Truth. Do the things you hear about on this program cause you to feel unsettled? 
Perhaps there are too many things coming into play that make you stop and wonder if you're truly living in the end times. If that's the case, we hope that through these updates, you are reminded of God's faithfulness through His Word and that His promises will be fulfilled. This can be a benefit to you. Being around other believers can give you support regarding these things that are happening around you. If you're in the area and haven't found a church home yet, we invite you to come visit us and get to know the heart behind this ministry. You can join us for a time of worship at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for Bible study with Pastor J.D. If you'd like more information on joining us or for additional resources, go to jdfarag.org and scroll to the bottom of the page. That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G dot O-R-G. There, you'll find a Calvary link that will take you to the church's website. While you're at our website, be sure to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. Another interesting point of reference is a tab that says ABCs. This is useful for anyone seeking and wanting to find out more about Jesus and His love for you as an individual. That's all available at our website. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. Join Pastor JD for another edition of In Spirit and Truth.